Now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is two men on with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. As you know, Buccaneers, man, let's go. We're picking the Bucks, and when you want it, you want to be the man? Yeah, that's right. If you want to be the man, you got to be the man. And right now, the man is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hey, that's a good guy to have on your side right there, baby. The legend. Richard Flairside. He was just his, out of control. Which is his full name. That man's got stories. Oh, man. If you're going to have, like, anyone be a fan of your football team, Rick Flair has to be first-round draft pick. I got to agree with you on that one. Yeah. The... God, man, because when he's a fan of you, he's genuinely enjoying himself. All the way in. Oh, my gosh. And, like, if you get, like, a legit woo from Ric Flair, that is a feed your soul. You're, li- you're hearing Sally Taylor right there, uh, one of the voices of Duke City Championship Wrestling. You, you're not, you don't just call the matches on YouTube and uh, ProView Networks, but you're part of the whole organization. You're some of the glue that helps everything stick. I mean, what's it like working your way through the infancy of Duke City Championship Wrestling, seeing the rise of this organization? This is a beautiful thing to watch um, from, from this side where we are setting precedents of what will happen from there on. So we're, we're very self-conscious about every move where we're making. Is it the right move that can be done again? Um, the, one of the biggest things that we're always trying to um, exercise or keep an eye out for is safety for every single person that's, cool. that's working. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And um, that, that's something that uh, Hobo Hank, one of the, you know, for those who don't know, he's in the owner's group as well. He's obsessed over wanting to make sure they're always in compliance. Sure. And we're always just... Just ready to go, and um, that we get, we get amazing rest, professional wrestlers, superstars, athletes. They can come in, tell a great story, do the job, and get home safely, and do it again tomorrow. So, uh, I, I'm really, I'm really grateful to be a part of an organization that cares this much about it, because we're aware that we we want to do this more, we, as as long as we can, as long as a run we can have this, and as long as the fans will have us. We want to just keep doing this because we love doing this. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So, obviously, the, the safety of the wrestlers is paramount in the organization, but I love the way that you treat the fans of Duke City Championship Wrestling because, like, every intermission, you got meet and greet. After yeah. every match, meet and greet. The wrestlers, no matter if they're, if they're sweaty, if they just got their ass whipped, if, if, you know, they might be, you know, banged up a little bit, they still take the time to engage with the crowd. And if for someone out there, a friend of the show who is probably like me, who might not be the biggest wrestling fan, or you guys call him the biggest wrestling mark <laughs> in the world, like what would you tell friend of the show about how you treat your fans or what the fans would expect at a show? Well, our product solely live, can live or die by our fans. Whether if they're there or not, and then that depends if we can keep doing this or not. So um, we're, we're we're in a business where you're constantly taking from it, but you got to get back. 
you got to give back. And one of the best ways we can give back to it is treat the people well that's watching it, taking in the product and taking in the time, take, who's putting the time, money, hard-earned money to come out and show up. And we want to show them that we appreciate them as much as we can because we want you to keep coming back. We want you to keep showing up. We want you to keep investing your money, your hard-earned dollar, and we want to keep earning that hard-earned dollar, that, that, that time that you're not going to be able to get back. So we, 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 we know the value in that, especially we have guys that's been working in the business for over 10, 20 years, sure. and they know the value of keeping good, keeping good fans engaged. You know, and uh, the name of the game is just we just need a reaction from you. And the day we get people to stop reacting from us, that means we're dead in the water. So we want to keep that relationship as 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 fruitful as possible. So we came in with audio of Ric Flair, who's a Woo! huge Tampa Bay Bucks fan, trying to pump up the squad before the game. So he'd be like number one on my list of people out in the universe that you would want to be a fan of your team. But conversely, if you were an athlete, let's go the other way with it. What professional athletes, I mean, it could be now, could be historically, do you think would make the best wrestlers? So one of my favorite things that we've seen those crossovers, uh, we've seen a few that's done a great, have had a great run, and those who just had a a one-off, and then they realize wrestling's a little bit different, man. Uh-huh. Uh, one of my favorite examples, like one of the rest, I think it was WrestleMania 13 or 12, when we had Bam Bam Bigelow versus Lawrence Taylor, LT. Oh, and that nice. was such a beautiful match. And that's when you realize LT, one of the most, one of the best pure athletes you've ever seen on and off the field. And uh, he was talking about that match. And he was like, by the end, he couldn't stand. He was gassed. Sure. And, like, he's, he's like, this is a different kind of conditioning. And, like, he's wrestling against a 350, 360-pound dude who's doing cartwheels and flips all over the ring. And by the end of that, I think they had, like, a seven- or eight-minute match. And by the end of it, he couldn't stand, you know. Um, but, like, LT was, like, he, has, he had great potential of just being a pure, a great, a great wrestler. Um, who would be another good one? Obviously, like, guys like LT like, are just freak athletes. Mm-hmm. Like They're the top of their game, best at what they do. But to be a wrestler, you've got to grab the microphone. Yeah. It's not all about wrestling and being out there and being an athlete. You've got to be charismatic. You've yes. got to be interesting. You've got to be able to uh, make, a, make the crowd into it. And I think LT is a great example as a guy that's like a freak athlete, can do whatever it takes uh, in the ring, but also an entertainer, like fun yeah. and funny. Well, if that's the case, then Deion Sanders has got to be on the top of that list Boom. as well. That there man, you, you know, that man knew how to get your butt in any seat he wanted you to get there. He's the king of hype, but also, more importantly, he's the king of following through. Sure. That man gave you something to watch every time he put, he put himself to work. Deion Sanders would have been great to watch in a ring because uh, just alone, Deion on the mic alone would have been great to, 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 to hear. That would have been awesome. What do you think? So, so my my modern list, it's they're all current athletes except for one, and they're all football players, and they're all from two position groups. Linemen. They're all defensive ends or tight ends. <laughs> so every single one of them that I thought of when we were compiling this list. By the way, if you're just joining the program, uh, you're listening to Two Men on ninety five nine FM AM six ten. 
the sports animal, joined on a program by Saleh Taylor. I want to get into a little bit about what you do you know, beyond Duke City Championship Wrestling because you wear a lot of hats, and I think you have a very interesting uh, existence. But right now we're talking about athletes and football players who'd make great professional wrestlers. And like I said, I think all of mine are either defensive ends or tight ends, and I think this list starts and ends with Rob M.F. Gronkowski. Gronk, baby. Gronk would crush it. He's a fun party boy. He's a freak athlete. He's good on the microphone. He could have fun. And he's the type of guy that, like, goes on all genres. If you have wrestling fans and football fans and people who don't even care about sports or wrestling, Gronk is right in the middle of all those groups right there. So I think he would absolutely crush it he's fun and funny and loud and goofy and just an absolute dude and i think he would do fantastic i think gronk had a run-in on wrestlemania the last year or two years ago uh two wrestlemanias ago where he jumped up he jumped the barricade they did a little spot in the ring uh mojo rally um uh, i think he's another former football player turned wrestler uh mojo's doing a great job i think he's in uh he's, he's i think he's overseas right now but gronk he felt he felt the ring. He did a great. He did, I think he speared someone. But uh, uh, you're right. Gronk would be just a great <laughs> dude to just watch in a ring. And, and everyone I got on my list, like I said, either defensive end or a tight end. Uh, next on my list is a guy who's literally already been there before. I know Gronk made an appearance, and uh, we were at uh, WrestleMania last year, and this guy made an appearance. Tight end for the San Francisco 49ers, George Kittle. He's got the look. He's got the personality. Like he could just immediately retire after this season and go into WWE. Have a great run. And I think immediately be one of those dudes. I agree. He's another just a freak athlete, man. The dude is just he just looks great. And when he talks, I want to I want to listen to you. I want to hear I want to hear what he's what he's saying. So that is a great. That is another good one. Man. And sticking and sticking with the tight end group, and especially now that he's got that pop music pop, Travis Kelsey, <laughs> Taylor Swift's boyfriend, he would be fantastic at this thing. He would be. Uh, I think I would love to see Travis Kelsey as a heel, have him tag team with Logan Paul. Yeah, and just I would. You would just love to hate him, but they're just they'd just be so good in the ring, so athletic. Uh, one of the coolest things like when when you're when you're a professional wrestler and you're working in the ring, you 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 want to execute moves that looks and feel when looks devastating, but at the same time you got to work out the mechanics of it for the most part and, and make sure it's quote unquote safe. Sure, you know um, all the guys you've, you've you've noted, all the guys have been noted so far. I believe would have great good enough control and execute and work work well. For months on for months on end, that'll be that'll be a great thing to see. That'll be a great thing to see. You were talking about how you want Ric Flair. Who, he, he would be a great ideal fan from the wrestlers group. Do you know any other wrestlers that would be a good, like a great fan to have on the sidelines just to pump you up? Like like somebody that you're like, oh, like here's my guy. You bring yeah. him into the locker room every time, and he gives yeah. like a Ric Flair adjacent speech or yeah. I tell you what, a guy I'm really impressed with. Uh, his professionalism on a on the microphone and and how he engages the crowd. I've seen him live a couple times. You know, go in these events with Fred, and that's Cody Rhodes. 
Ooh, like yeah. he is a master on the microphone. And, you know, you talked about the, the ladies match that we saw at the Rio Rancho Event Center at the yeah. WWE uh, Roadshow that the ladies had a huge pop. And I agree. I thought it was the best match of the night. But just Cody coming out was a cr- was just stopped yeah. the crowd. He has so many, like, fervent, insane fans. Like, every cell phone of a wrestling fan went up immediately. I loved it. Immediately to, to see him and hear him. So I think if you had, like, Cody Rhodes in your locker room before a playoff game, I think that would just be as high energy as you could possibly get. He would have a gradual rise. He'll have, he'll have a gradual crescendo to his speech. Ric Flair come in. Just, immediately. Just yeah. Right there. Cody would have that, like, very cool approach, like, all right, guys. You know what we have to do today, and then by the end you're like, ah, you know, <laughs> he, yeah, I could see that. I would love when I was playing football. I would have loved to have seen hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, on yes, the sidelines. Anytime anyone just like delivers a, a devastating hit, you just hear in the background, oh, and like, yeah. <laughs> even if you get hit, if you just got hit, you hear, oh, I'm good, I'm good, thanks, Jim. That would have been that would have been awesome. That would have been great to hear. <laughs> and instead of like. You know, a helmet-to-helmet smash, like when your, your homie gets a sack and is running towards the sideline. You know, instead of smashing helmets, Hacksaw Jim Duggan comes out and <laughs> smacks you with a two-by-four. <laughs> I would love that. That would be great. That would have been, been totally awesome. So, I mean, Gronk, Kelsey, and Kittle, I think either of those three tight ends would just be absolutely perfect for it. But on the defensive side of the ball, give me J.J. Watt or Max Crosby. And I think Max Crosby is that guy. Huge personality. He's, he already seems like a professional wrestler. He's a troll. He's the best <laughs> at talking smack. He's got all the confidence in the world. He's a freak athlete. And he's like one of those guys that like came from nothing, too, who's like, who has a story. See, I, I love the sound. You're touching on something else. Like when, now that we're in this, this, the, the new age of social media, um, there's another there's another level of managing when you're in professional wrestling. You have to you have to work a mic. You have to connect with the audience, the crowd, the fans, or those who are jeering you. You have to be a solid worker. You have to be trustable. That we can say, I'm, I'm putting my body on the line. I trust you to 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 deliver the work as well. And then you gotta be active on social media. That is a great that is a great great point right there. Like even right off off the ring. In between matches or in between shows, you, he'll be talking that ish, making you really want to see what's going to happen. That's another reason. Yeah, I love that. Even J- Mr. Watt, too. Yeah. He'll come in. He'll just be known as Mr. Watt. And I have the crowd yelling, what? Every time he walks in the What? What? That would, oh, man. I think TJ, his younger brother, has got a lot of, uh, a lot of tread left on the tires. But yeah. Them being a tag team duo once they're both the what bros? out of the NFL. The what bros? Uh, the, the what boys? The what boys? <laughs> what boys? That would, oh, man, that would be beautiful. you create their music. It'd just be electricity just throughout the stuff. <laughs> All the watts and stuff. <laughs> More sports and sports-adjacent content right here on Two Men On with Sally Taylor, Amory Castillo back at the studio. Uh, Steve Palmasano, I think he's, uh, he's working around here somewhere, but he might around. join us. A little more on the program. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. 
two men on 95.9 FM AM 610 Esports Animal. One Van Nunley here. One A. Marie Castillo back at the studio. One Fred Slow. Uh, hurt his tum-tum or something like that. He's out of here. Praying for you. Hashtag save Fred. Thoughts and prayers. Prayers up. <laughs> Wherever he may be. Good vibes. Good vibes. Saleh Taylor joining us in his stead. Woo-woo. Uh, I was going to talk more parallels in between uh, the WWE world and the NFL world, but you posed a really good question. And this, is, this is like the cool thing about live radio. Also, of course, owner-operator of the Duke's team store, Steve Palmasano, back Ooh. on the program with us. He just left us for like half an hour Steve, to go make some friggin' T-shirts <laughs> and then come back here and be a sales. rock star again. Had to make some sales. All right. I mean, you can't keep the lights on by being a guest on a radio show. Correct. So you got to go. Stack that paper, baby. So that's like the that's like the beauty of of live radio is like we just randomly started a conversation off air, and I'm like, actually, hold on, let's open this up for discussion here. By the way, five zero five two four six zero six ten, friend of the show. If you need to lament your Cowboys, phone lines are still open. If you have an opinion about what we're about to talk about, we'd love to hear it. But you posed a really good question, and I like it because. Do you have to be a good locker room to be a good team? Like, I, and I, like, you, I was dumbstruck for a second because mm-hmm. my obvious answer is like, no. No, whoever's the better team. Whoever has the better players, blah, blah, blah. But I think there's an element, and it's, and it's not just sports. It's not just football. It's, it's kind of like parallels to, to life. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. If you don't get along with your coworkers, not everyone does. There's not going to be a lot of cohesion. You're not going to be a unit and get to it. But I, I want to see your point of view. Like, what, what, how did this pop in your head in the first place? What made you curious about this aspect? So here's my thing. I, I start paying attention more to the NFL during the playoff season because I love seeing the wear and tear throughout after the season. And everyone's like, I just want to make it to the big game. We got to keep going. We got to keep going. So the locker room's exhausted. Everyone's annoyed with each other even more. So everyone is just either tolerating each other or everyone's vibing. Everyone's connected. We got yeah. this. We got this. But, like, you see it on the field. Now, I've seen, I've seen things where uh, um, they call themselves a team. They don't care about each other outside of this, but they know how to do the job. So, the question, so that, that was a question to me because, you know, we know that later in, um, in uh, the Lakers with, with Kobe and Shaq, they weren't really getting along on a personal level, but they knew how to utilize each other on a personal, on a professional, right, professional level. So, as we're looking at this, 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 uh, the next, this next round of playoffs, the biggest one you got to talk about is the Kansas City, and you know, Mahomes is just—he's he, not very Mahomesian exactly. right now, is he? Yeah. So you, you got you got your you got your guy, the leader of the team, who's clearly showing frustration with himself, with, with his team, with the calls that are being made, with the game itself. Um, does this mean that, you know, we guys, we, we got to, is Coach going to talk about, like, we got to get this together, or, like, we know what we can do to get the job done. Let's just focus on winning this next game. So what do you think about that? Well, I mean, that's a great question. Um, and if you ask somebody like uh, Ned James, friend of the show, our, our NFL insider and quarterback whisperer, he says this a lot. It doesn't really matter if your team gets along. Whoever has the best, the best players who are the best prepared, whoever has the best players who are the best coached, 
will win the game. It doesn't matter if they're if they're all buddy buddy in the locker room and it's all Hakuna Matata and uh, Oye Komova and <laughs> again whatever else you want to squeeze in here. But I I think it's somewhere in the middle. Okay. I think there's a gray area here, and I know that's kind of a cop out on this question, but you can't have absolute chaos in your locker room and expect to go out there and win. It's a team game. Yes. It's not like you got five people on a basketball court. If you got the five best players, you're going to win. Yes. You got 53 dudes. 33 of them have starting jobs. They all need to be in, in cohesion as much as possible. So it starts with the head coach and it goes down. So your head coach has to establish order. And then your coordinators have to uh, establish a game plan. And then all the coaches underneath the coordinators have to have realistic expectations from their groups, whether it's offensive linemen, wide receiver groups, whatever. When you break it down, all these guys got to be on the same page in their position groups so they all come together and play together when they're either the offensive, defensive, or special teams unit. And then your coaching staff has to keep all these pieces together. But when you do that at practice and everyone's playing well, that's one thing. When everyone hates each other in the locker room, because you know how divisive this country is right now. I mean, red versus blue, male versus female, uh, patriot versus immigrant. Like, as anything can divide Americans and, you know, earthlings in general right now. And if you've got 53 dudes in a locker room, there's no way they're 100% on the same page. So I think it's somewhere in the middle where you have cohesion. You get along, you support each other, you, you fight for the brand, you fight for the city, you fight for your team, whether it's a natural disaster happened in your area or, you know, your team's been down for so long. You've got to have a reason that you come together and play together. Yeah. But I don't think it's, it's necessary to have everyone roasting s'mores over a campfire. Like, and I think that's unrealistic expectations for – 53 different human beings to be in a locker room and everyone being buddy buddy. Yeah. I, I don't think that ever happens. I mean, that's a that's a big group of people. Sure. To yeah. uh, to be that close, but I I think you have to get along. I don't. I mean, it's it's better if you get along than not, right? Because you never know when it's going to you know rear up and 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 pop up. Just like with Dallas, you know. C.D. Lamb and, and Dak Prescott, I just saw something else on there that something more is coming out about, you know, what was going on with them right at the beginning of the game. And if those two can't get along, you know, in the game, who knows if they get along in, in you know, outside the, the field or outside the game. But I think it's better if, they, if, if people do get along, they understand each other, because then they'll fight for each other better. Yeah, I agree completely with that sentiment. And you remind me, uh, we have an assigned an I-9 Varsita today in honor of Dak and uh, Compact Disc Lamb Chop. <laughs> we will have the I-9 Varsity of Dynamic Duos Oh, sweet! in the next segment. So I like that one. Amory, start preparing your Dynamic Duos because we'll have a little Dynamic Duo roundtable after this. But looking at the teams in the playoffs right now, you got some guys, like I think a perfect example is Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Because he lost the locker room in Cleveland. 
that's one of the main reasons that he got ran out of Cleveland wasn't just because he was playing below a level that they expected out of a number one overall pick. I mean, he won a playoff game in Cleveland. Uh, he turned around the season for the Rams when he got traded there, just won a playoff game uh, for the Bucks. So notwithstanding him having the exact number of playoff wins as Dak oh, Prescott. I had to squeeze one more in. I had to squeeze one more in. I kept looking at me but, and I knew it was coming. But Baker Mayfield, like, they love him in Tampa Bay. He's got the locker room united. He had to win uh, a quarterback competition uh, during training camp in the preseason. And the, the, his teammates love him and, and play their asses off for him. So he's like the perfect example of losing a locker room and being able to win a playoff game and winning the hearts and minds of your teammates and rallying them together and winning a very unlikely playoff game. And remember, he went through um, the Carolina Panthers, too. Yeah, he, Panthers. He just, yeah sure. It, it wasn't a... Yeah. Easy road to get to that starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, yeah. And then you got him. a guy like on the opposite end of the spectrum, the quarterback he just beat is Jalen Hurts. And it seems like he's not even the team captain. Yeah. Like your quarterback like has to be a number one alpha dog on your team. If, if that's not your personality, you have to come somewhere close to it because you see on the offense the real captain is Jason Kelsey. And not even he could keep that team together down the road. And they lost six out of their last seven games. And A.J. Brown basically quit on the team. Mm -hmm. They're they're like freakish athlete, probably uniquely most talented player, quit on the team. So So you have the example in that one game right there, the Buccaneers, who have a united locker room playing together. Then the Philadelphia Eagles who I consider to have a more talented roster, better quarterback, better skill position players, and their chaos led to their demise. And they, they got capitalized on. Sure. So when it comes to something like that, I'd say the strongest position that needs to hold it together is kind of like the player coach of the team, the, the quarterback. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how good everyone else is. If your quarterback isn't as strong as a leader as they could or should be, it doesn't matter if the locker room likes each other or not if they don't respect the quarterback, it sounds like. And I think, like, under – I mean, uh, cameras and microphones are everywhere, so you, yeah. see, you see a lot of it, especially during the games on the sidelines. Your first example was Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes, like, it seems like throughout the middle of the year they kept losing games they should have won, mm-hmm. and he was throwing hissy fits on the sidelines, blaming the refs, yelling at coaches – it looked like he was losing his team, but still, it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Like, he's a guy that's this never happened to before. He's been the leader of a locker room. His guys trusted him his whole career so far, but you see him losing his grasp on that, and then the last couple weeks of the year in their first playoff game, they're getting it back together, and he looks like the leader again. It looks like he's calm and composed again, and he looks like Patrick Mahomes again. Do you think that his outburst may have helped the team when they're seeing that he's frustrated, maybe with us? Let's get it together. Let's get it. You know, let, let, let's get this down. I guess like the the question behind that is the whole the, that that position of the quarterback, the leader of the team, even the coach. I don't care if you like me or not. You're going to respect me. But is he earning that? 
Yeah, I think there's an element of that. And, like, his outbursts throughout the regular season mm-hmm. this year, maybe it was something that he needed to go through as, like, a professional. Yeah. Like, as a veteran. Because ever since he came into the league, it's been nothing but butterflies and rainbows. Yeah. And he started to feel some adversity, and he didn't handle it well. Mm-hmm. When yeah. he wasn't the bell of the ball, when he wasn't getting every call from the refs, he kind of freaked out. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of threw a couple hissy fits there, and he had to reel himself back in and say, this isn't indicative of my character. I mean, they had a team meeting, players-only meetings in the locker room to try to fix these problems, and lo and behold, playoffs come around. They're looking like the Chiefs again. There we go. And It looks good. It feels good. It feels great. To, to put a bow on this, I want to hear your perspective, Steve, as a Cowboys fan, and you had to watch Dak and C.D., who, like, looked in tune for 17 games this year. C.D., like, led the league in receptions. Like, they're obviously on the same page. And you see him losing it in that moment. Do you think it's on one of them to figure out what's going on? Or does, like, a, one of their coaches or the head coach or a coordinator have to step in and help out that situation? I... I I think at that point in the heat of the game, they got to they got to fix it right then. I mean, and they, it looked like they were trying to. I mean, they were trying to you know tell each other what was you know not going right, but at, at least they did come together and were talking about it. I, I, I think I read an article where somebody had to separate them uh, at some point. But uh, when you get to the game and 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 you're losing it right then, that's the last place, last time, <laughs> last you know. Uh, place you want to do that but I, I think it's up to them I mean Dak's the captain of the team uh, and he's you know he I think it's incumbent on him to to get CD under control and, and in, a, in a good place yeah I agree and I think uh, Mike also, McCarthy was so underwater yeah. like yeah. trying to figure out the game plan that yeah. he didn't have a moment to right. step away and be like hey guys like yeah. we've done this fantastic for 17 straight games right. 18 weeks you guys being on the same page it, it we need so to figure it out weird because the game before that he just it was uh, he had the best game of the season right and then immediately at this game it started that way well it sucks when you're playing on a blue monday that doesn't help yeah. at all oh so, bummer yeah. Yeah. sorry <laughs> <laughs> that must have been it when we get back the i9 varsity of dynamic duos stoked for this one You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. Welcome back to program, Duke City. Congratulations, friend of the show. It's your favorite segment of all time. In honor of Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb, we're doing our I-9 Varsity of Dynamic Duos today. (laughs) You listen to Two Men on 95.9 FM, AM 610, the Sports Animal. If you're unaware of what the I-9 Varsity is, new friend of the show, well, I'm going to tell you, we pick a topic randomly throughout the program, and then we assign one segment, the I-9 Varsity, and the Varsity is, it's our, it's our Rushmore, it's our totem pole, it's our top five alive, it's the best of and or the worst of whatever subject we randomly pick, and today we're doing dynamic duos. Check out i9sports.com, League Office 280. you got a kiddo interested in sports or any kind of extracurricular activity, they're the people to give the kids the education and support that they need. League Office 280 at i9sports.com. 
505-312-4999. They're the best in the biz, and we are honored to have them as a friend of the show. Amory, you want to kick this thing off? Yeah, I'm going Jerry Seinfeld and George Costanza. Oh, strong. <laughs> Good start. Not only, shameless plug, do I have a podcast with Bob Clark from News Radio KKOB about Seinfeld. If you haven't heard, you should listen to it if you're a Seinfeld fan. But uh, they're one of my favorite duos in general. Oh, no, not that there's one. anything wrong with that. <laughs> What's the deal with that? <laughs> <laughs> Saleh, you kind of got an idea what's going on. This is your first I-9 Varsity. You ready? Yes, sir. Okay. I'm going to say Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Oh, my goodness. You're going wrestling. Surprise, surprise. Shocker. 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 Hey, at least I didn't do a Minnesota Viking dynamic duo. Okay, I'm going to Google Gorilla Monsoon. (laughs) Uh, Fair. I'm just saying... Uh, one of one of my favorite things hearing when I, as a kid growing up is just hearing uh, Gorilla Monsoon just yelling at Bobby the Brain like, "Will you just stop?" And uh, that's kind of the dynamic. That's kind of the uh, dynamic that I try to go go for with Fred. I just like poking at him. <laughs> I just like annoying him. And anytime I get a get a rise out of him saying I, the words that coming out of your mouth are not good, I'm like, "Oh, that's like oh, it feels it feels akin to uh, Gorilla <laughs> Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan." All right, good start for your first I-9 Varsity, Saleh. Steve, what you got? I am going to go with Wayne and Garth. Okay, I'm crossing crossing this (laughs) off my list. Well done, stole one of mine. Uh, Party on. Yeah, party on. Party on Wayne, party on Garth. Yep. Great start. Uh, Legends, absolute legends. And I think the aforementioned who is MIA today, hashtag... Save Fred, Save Fred. Uh, prayers up. That's oh his favorite gosh. movie. Wherever you are, Fred, we love you. Yeah. All right, I'm going classic. All right. First on my I-9 varsity. It's going to get progressively weirder, obviously, because I'm me. Yes. PBJ, bro. Peanut butter and yes, jelly right. sandwich. Okay. Oh, Name God. a better duo than PBJ. People of all ages. Do you like, do you like your bread toasted? Uh, do you like the crust cut off? I love uh, do, you, do you like creamy? Do you like cun- crunchy? Uh, do you like jam? Do you like preserves? It doesn't matter what specific taste you have. Everyone likes peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. They're legendary, and they are the leadoff hitter on my I-9 Varsity. That nice. was really good. Swing Thank for the you. That one. I'm with it. A-Marie, round two. I'm going Aaron Rodgers and referees. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is no more dynamic duo man they just really always you know they just really click and they're just my yeah. you're you're gonna go aaron Rodgers and referees yes. not aaron Rodgers and conspiracy theories oh no um i love that too but no um <laughs> no 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 with referees all right i love anything aaron Rodgers, especially when you're making fun of him Saleh, who's in your two hole uh, you, said, you said PB and J. I'm going to say banana and chocolate. Oh, okay. Oh, whoa. That whoa. Okay. is the combo. You talking like chocolate chocolate dip bananas? Are you talking like any kind of however, banana and chocolate together? However, whomever, whatever, whyever. You just love banana it? Banana and chocolate. Wow. Okay, I'm I am not it. surprised at all a Pacific Islander got in a tropical fruit. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to try that. <laughs> Steve, how are you going to follow so Wayne and Garth? Uh, Joey and Chandler. Of oh, that was a good one. <laughs> good. Let's go. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, me. not on this show. Yes, huh? <laughs> not on this show. Yes, I like it. Oh, yes. When is your friend-centered podcast coming out, Amory? No, no, I have enough podcasts. It's fine. And my two-hole, giggity, it should be my cleanup hitter. Mm. My favorite hip-hop group of all time. One out of Atlanta, Georgia. One out of Brooklyn, New York. Killer Mike and LP of Run the Jewels. The dynamic duo to end all dynamic duos. If you haven't seen these guys live, there is not a hip-hop show anything like it. LP is a legendary producer. He's a legendary rapper. Uh, He formed like Voltron with Killer Mike, brought him out of the doldrums, and catapulted him into the one of the greatest MCs of all time. Killer Mike over everybody. Second on my I-9 varsity of dynamic duos. Impressive. RTJ, baby. Run them jewels. Run the jewels. I like that. That's a pretty groovy. <laughs> all right. Two outs. Bottom of the first, eh, Marie. Who's in the three hole? I'm going uh, Christmas. I'm going red and green chili. Mm, strong. Going to stay... Um, for my uh, for New Mexico out there, a strong dynamic duo. When you order Christmas, the red chili and the green chili can't go wrong. That's pretty groovy. And uh, it's a great day to mention chili on this program because Fred's not here. Correct. He Bingo. Handle, he can't handle chili. He can't handle. And mayo. he probably couldn't handle that answer either. No. Um, Salet. Because I'm from this town. Okay. Seahawks Stadium and the Seahawks fans. Oh, the 12th okay. man. 12th, 12th man. man. That is a strong answer. Yes. Uh, I appreciate that. Anytime you experience, if you've ever got to experience a game in, in uh, I think it's, well, it was Quest Field. Now it's uh, some Bitcoin or something. something. But, we get uh, it. We get <laughs> it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, sure. But uh, witnessing a game, a home game there is just beautiful, you know. So uh, that 12th man in the like Stadium. I like it. Strong. Steve, one more? Well, I'm just going to have to throw it out there. Okay. Fred and Van. Oh, oh look at this gross. guy. Gross. This Wherever you are, guy. Fred, thoughts and prayers. Wherever you All are. All right. Oh, okay. He's in a better place. Can you hear me sliding that 20 to Steve <laughs> over the airwaves? Can you hear that? Iconic. They're, Can you they're hear that? They're on the verge of being iconic. Oh, boy. My goodness. Do not uh, iconic adjacent. Their, make their heads any bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't need it whatsoever. No. All right, we're up against it. I'd like to do a fourth round. You want to do a lightning round the next round? I'm with it. Sure. Okay. Next on my I-9 varsity of dynamic duos, I got Bunk Moreland and Jimmy McNulty. You know them as the lovable detectives, wild, flawed humans, wonderful detectives helping out the murder police in the city of Baltimore on HBO's hit series, The Wire. That's right, friend of the show. It took me two hours and 50 minutes for a Wire reference. All right, Amory, this is the lightning round. Who you got? I'm going to go cold beer at a baseball game. Woo! You get the show. I love it. There's nothing better. There's nothing better. Actually, I'll say cold weather and a warm blanket. Ooh. Say warm something. Go on. All right, cleanup hitter Steve, who well, you got? Because I just looked it up, Han Solo and Ooh, Chewbacca. Good, you stole another one from me. <laughs> yes, that's son a, of a. That's a good one, though. Steve, I got it. how dare you, Steve? Yeah. All right, shout out friend of the show, uh, Brandon Ortega's kiddo. 
Uh, Mario and Luigi. There you go. We're going to end up with Mario and Luigi. Uh, when we get back, I'm just going to just glow up Sale Taylor. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Hell of a program today, Duke City. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having fun with us today, friends of the show. Thanks to Aaron Buck Burnett for joining us for the first couple hours. Thank you, Sale Taylor, for joining us on the program the last hour. Thank you, A. Marie. You didn't do anything wrong at all today. That's wild. Yeah, that's friggin' sweet. It was not a blue Monday yesterday. You came in. You came in hot today. As always, Steve Palmisano, owner operator of the Duke's Team Store. Get down here. Get all of your. I mean, I mean, mostly Dukes, but we got Lobos. We got Duke City Championship Wrestling. Hey. We got two men on. We got every business that Sally Taylor is involved in, which is a bunch. It's a lot of business. So how many hats do you wear, Sally? You're you're the voice of Duke City Championship Wrestling. You help behind the scenes. You do all this stuff for the wonderful Duke City Championship Wrestling. You're a musician. Uh, you're an actor. Uh, you do voices. You do. Uh, you're a personal trainer. You're you're a you're a, I was. You're a mathlete. You're what? What don't you do? Make money for now. Oh crap! <laughs> how do, how do the friends of the show follow you on social? Uh, find me on Instagram for sale two four seven. On Facebook as well. Uh, you can see me on Threads, and I have a TikTok now for some reason. Oh, my publicist yelled at me. So Exciting! I have a TikTok now, and you'll find me for sale two four seven. All the friends of the show, thank you for joining us today. Had a lot of fun with it. Crazy wild card weekend. I'm sure we're going to keep talking about this tomorrow on the program. Uh, Big Lobo game tonight. Get out to the pit if you're not out there already. And uh, stay safe out there, friends of the show. We love you, and we'll see you tomorrow, Burke.